everybody. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me. Beautiful boys, Brandon. Hi. And Ben. <laughs> well, that was a delay. You're the, you're the boys in black tonight. Are we? Both. Uh, wow. Well, I guess I'm wearing. You're also wearing black. Brandon and I are both wearing black hoodies. Ben's got the, the, ben, uh, ben, the ben shirt, the black shirt on. Nice. I want a Ben shirt now, though. Can we can we arrange that? You have a Ben shirt. What? You're right. I do have a Ben shirt. That's not. You're not wrong. Damn. But how are you guys today? Good. Good. Doing pretty good. Tired. Tired. Yeah. What are you tired about? I don't know. I'm just after work. I'm always just tired. Mm. <laughs> it's like I I don't know between the drive and the work during the day. It's really busy at work and a long drive can make yeah. you sleepy. Oh yeah, almost yeah, always for sure. It's like uh. Is it the soothing nature of the rumble of the car or something? I, I don't. I think it has it's like to do like a, babies fall asleep in the for car. For me right? too, it's a lot with like you can perfectly control the temperature almost immediately. Mm. You know. Oh, that's true. And and I have a seat warmer in my car, which I love. Um, I, d- I had to take my car to get a slow leak in my tire fixed. There was a fucking screw. Oh shit! In my tire. Why'd you put it there? It's a weird place to put a screw, dude. I know. And it cost me $25. I think bad. To fix it. Yeah, that's actually way better than having to buy new tires. So. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is so unrelated to anything about the show. The guy I go to, I really appreciate it because he looked at my tires and he said, you don't need new tires if you don't want to get them. I mm-hmm. mean, these are all trains. You might want to get, you know, winter Summer tires. tires or winter tires. But yeah. you don't need new tires. And I was like, you know what? This dude knows that I don't know shit and could have sold me new tires right now. And he didn't. Well, so I always appreciate that. Respect. If your tires look like like they don't have any tread, yeah. you need new tires. Or, yeah. Before that, nah. He said these like, oh, yeah, these will definitely pass state inspection. Yeah. Like, Good well, news. Good. It's based on measurement. It. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. It, if you're not from Pennsylvania, inspection is something that we go through with our cars. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. other states do like emissions. Yeah. I know. Well, but, uh, some, in Pennsylvania of do some of them. Mm. When I lived uh, a couple counties over, I had to do emissions testing. Mm. You know, do you guys think that is it is it important that cars are inspected? Like, is, do you think it's a necessary thing that our state does? I've never thought because I'm part of me. When I think about it lightly, I'm like, oh, well, we don't want people's cars falling apart on the road while they're driving. There are lots of states that don't have any kind of inspections and they're fine. And Ohio being one of them. I don't see an increase in accidents in those states necessarily. Yeah. It's the government, man. They want to they want a hand in everything well, in your life. It's all about You could say <laughs> you could say perhaps that inspections are important, mm. but but based on data from other places, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Emissions I would rather pay for emissions because, in theory, that helps our environment over right. the long term. But I would still rather pay for neither. Right. Yeah. Well, I have failed an inspection on my car before for the dumbest stuff. And it's always like, okay, we'll fix it for 20 bucks and, and you can pass. But I'm like, really? Is this thing that you just failed my car for and basically told me unless I get it fixed, it's illegal to drive it? Is it really going to affect whether or not I'm safe on the road? Yeah. No. The safety of you or, or some others. of the stuff, you know, you got a bad turn signal that can really mess things up. Right. You know, you got uh, your tire is totally bald and it's winter. Sure. But like, really, Be- because dumb stuff. Right. Dumb stuff. Have you guys done your taxes yet? No, I don't, I won't yeah. get my I have business taxes, so I won't get them till who knows when I've started 
I've started working on my taxes two different times. Two, actually, I think three, maybe. Both times have brought me immense suffering. Yeah. And confusion. Yeah. They usually just end in me laying on my bed feeling frustrated for about five minutes afterwards. Yeah. So uh, it's just just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. It's it's really aggravating me. Yeah. But luckily, I have a little more. I mean, there's plenty of time till April 15th, right? That's the the last day. Yeah. I'll okay. have to file an extension, I'm sure. But dang it. Yeah. I'm good to go. You're good to go. Yeah. You're already you filed done. Him. Yep. Oh, very nice. It would have been last week, but... Dustin, you'll probably owe on your taxes, right? I owe thousands on my taxes. So you should pro- almost definitely wait till April 14th to file yours, because yeah. why give the government money before you need to? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I have... How about this? I saved up almost all the money, but with my previous right. employer, not my current employer, there was a little bit of tax mix-up, and I owed a couple hundred dollars more than I thought. Either way, regardless of how many hundreds, there's it, it feels so physically painful even just thinking about the amount of money that I have to give the government. It's in the multiple thousand thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Dude, to the, the IRS is listening and making sure that you're... Fuck them. Seriously. <laughs> it makes me... And this is the thing. I, I know there are some... There are plenty of people out there that happily pay their taxes, and I honestly feel like it's a mental disorder yeah. to think that, oh, I'm doing doing the right thing i mean this is getting way too involved obviously there's a place for it but the many thousands i'm paying seems the worst part about about taxes is that no one really understands the full tax code even the irs doesn't fully understand the tax code but there are people big corporations and i don't have any problem with anybody making money right as long as they're not hurting other people to do it but uh there are corporations that hire lawyers that are skilled in finding every exemption. Right. And they don't pay any taxes. And part of me is like, yeah, you go. Cause mm-hmm. I really hate taxes. Yeah. Another part of me is like, okay, you made literally billions of dollars more than I did. And I paid more taxes than you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So this is a show about video this games. This is HP podcast. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to go to iTunes, leave us a, a rating or review that really helps out. This show is fully funded on Patreon, patreon.com slash handsome phantom. So if you want to support us there and get this show early, then head on over there. There's a $1 level. There's a $3 level and a $5 level. And this show survives off of that. I mean, survives is a little looser. It's not like we're making a paycheck from this, but it does help cover some of our costs. Right. So we would appreciate any support you could send us. And last but not least, this show is sponsored by... Balls Garana, a delicious energy drink. Check it out. Eat. Oh, I was at a store the other day. Yeah. And they had a bunch of balls there, which it was like a health food store, which I did not anticipate them having balls. Which store? It was Fresh Time. Where's that? In Cranberry. Oh, okay. Uh, But then I I was like walking around and there was this little end cap of a shelf with like clearance. Mm. And they had three or four flavors of balls on there that must not have been selling very well. Oh. And they were like 25 cents a piece. Oh. And I was like, well, I would buy these if I didn't already have a lifetime supply. Lifetime. Not literally a lifetime <laughs> supply, but yeah. The problem is we're running the, – the the boys here are on a diet, and we're almost – I think we are completely out of the ball zero. So I'm going to need to start accounting for some balls calories in my, in my <laughs> diet since I'm the only person counting calories and you boys are uh, – 
Are we gonna take some? Keto. Are we gonna take some balls to packs? No, it's too much weight. It is a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. Yeah. So balls are just. But we'd have more weight coming back. Mm. We'll just take extra suitcases full of balls. Yeah, we might be able to throw one or two in a backpack. Yeah. As long as we don't break them. Um, not a backpack. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, no. they won't let you. No. Shit. Well, sorry. We'll see. No, uh, no balls at packs. If if we pack our bags and they are ten pounds underweight, we'll throw yeah. a few cans in there. Speaking of packs, I think it's important we shout this out every episode for any new listeners. We have a panel at packs Thursday at three p.m. in the Condor Theater. It's all about Bioshock. The ser- looking back on the series show so far. Yeah, it's got the four members of the HP podcast and also our friend Adam Bankhurst. He's a writer at IGN. It's going to be a really good time. So you're going to want to be there. We are currently all playing through the Bioshock series. Mm-hmm. Brayden, are you done with one yet? Yeah. You're done with one. Have you yep. started two? Yes. Okay, I'm nearly done with two. And Ben, you are currently playing... I'm probably three quarters of the way through two. Okay. Well, not including Minerva's Den. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost done with regular Which I'm two. excited to get to because I never played it. Me neither. Me neither. What's funny is... Playing Bioshock 2, I'm getting towards the end. I have no memory. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. I'm almost questioning whether or not I ever beat it. I literally said that to someone the other night. I said that it's such a good game, and I remember thinking it was a good game, but I don't remember if I beat it. Yeah. I know for sure I beat 1 and 3, or 1 and into that. Right. But. Yeah, dude. I got. I have no memory Yeah. if I beat this game or not. I, I've always said, yeah, I've beat all of them, but now that I'm playing it, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going. Like, what this is? I don't know what's going on here, yeah. dude. Have you played through System Shock as well? Or no, but I considered it for the panel. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about all the different um, media because there's a book out as well that I have read, but someone borrowed from me and never gave back. A Bioshock book. There's a Bioshock I book. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say whether or not it's canon. I mean, it is officially licensed by 2K right. and all that. It's interesting. It goes into like uh, Frank Fontaine's history on how he got into Rapture. Like Frank Fontaine isn't even his real name. It's like a name he stole from some guy he killed. Well, that's no surprise. Yeah. If you know the story. Well, isn't that, isn't that not canon, the book? I don't know if it's canon or not. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it was really interesting. It, it felt like it fit into the rest of the, right. the lore. Yeah. Um, well, but, like it's. If you look at all the Star Wars books that used to be canon and aren't now, they're still add to the ambiance of Star Wars. Right. Sure, they're just not canonical right. anymore. Right. They were. Yeah, not anymore. Thanks, Kathleen Kennedy. Not no mo. Let's talk about some big money to start off the, the show. Big money. Some dude. big money. Sony, the details have come out. They paid $229 million for Insomniac Games, mostly in cash. This comes from gamesindustry.biz. Now, before we discuss, I want to give you guys just a little bit of context. I wrote down a couple other acquisitions that we know the price of. Yeah. Uh, in a relatively around the same price range. We know that like Minecraft, three bill. Right. This isn't anything like that. Do so, think they've recouped that yet on Minecraft? I don't know. I'm going to bet they have. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So Sony in 2012, if you remember, bought Gaikai which was a streaming technology company that they used to make PS Now for $380 million. So they paid more for Gaikai yeah. than, uh, <laughs> than Insomniac, which is kind of interesting. But it was also more of a service purchase right. than, yeah. Right. Uh, EA bought PopCap in 2011 for $750 million. 
Not crazy. Popcap <sighs> worth apparently in a purchase more than Insomniac. Popcap. I understand that though. Yeah. Because their model became more about milking the consumer over and over rather than a straight up gameplay experience Dude, for sixty dollars. You gotta get that old people money. Dude, they I play them pop cap games. I didn't write this down. Activision bought King and it was in the in the, the billions. Who's King? King, they make uh, Candy Crush. Oh. Oh so, Candy Crush yeah. Yeah. The microtransactions. Yeah. There's yeah. only there's a Wikipedia article of all about big uh acquisitions in gaming mm-hmm. and there are like three or four that are in the billions yeah. and one of them is king one of them is minecraft and i don't remember huh. what the other one is interesting one last one that is much more comparable ea bought respawn in 2017 for 315 million mm. so respawn considered more valuable at least whatever deal they worked out right uh, to consider more valuable isn't really the right way to put it i mean right. at this point i would say that they're Money probably paid off. Oh, yeah. For Respawn. Tenfold for Respawn. I bet you it didn't feel like it initially when Titanfall 2 came out. Yeah. Dude, now, though? Now with Apex, for sure. And Star Wars. Dude, EA buying Respawn and then Titanfall 2 coming out is like you buy a new car and you just punch a hole through the hood and be like, why isn't it worth as much anymore? Yeah. The way they handled that one, I think. It's like... uh, to take it one step further, it's like you you bought a car and then you take your other car and ram it into it, <laughs> and you're like, "Why did this happen?" Right? <laughs> Since they uh, released Battlefield, right? yeah, yeah. Damn. So 229 mil. Obviously, there's been many acquisitions. We don't know the price of like all the Xbox ones. Yeah. Recently, I think we uh, there Rare was on the list, but it was so long ago, it wasn't a good comparison. But uh, we don't know about those ones. So 229 million. Ben, you're you're the most knowledgeable when it comes to economics, I would say, of the three of us. What do you think about this? First of all, it's really funny that that's the case, and I'm not disagreeing with you because yeah. I got uh, A pluses in my college economics courses, yeah, and I failed my college math courses. Dang it! <laughs> I mean, I did I didn't fail in the traditional sense, but I I failed at it in my terms. Um, anyway, I think that that number makes sense uh, as far as for as far as uh that acquisition because i would venture to say that's probably a little more than they were worth mm. on the free market because you have to ima- i mean they're not making that kind of money on their own yeah right like sony is taking a cut of all of their stuff already or right. i guess yeah just sony pretty much taking a cut of their stuff so you know, they're getting a little less than... I don't know the actual numbers on this, but let's just say Spider-Man. I, I'm making up numbers. This is not accurate. Made $100 million on Spider-Man. Okay, so right off the top, they made $70 million on Spider-Man. Then they had staff and all the costs that go along with that. And maybe they were funded a little bit through through Sony. I don't know. They did some marketing for them, whatever. But if Sony buys them, they... You know, the people at Respawn may actually, or not Respawn, Sucker Punch may actually end up making more money 
You mean insomniac? Insomniac. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dude. Sorry, I didn't mean to correct yeah, you midway, right. no, but it was right. just a little funny. Uh, we're talking about too many things here. Um, they're probably going to end up making more money off that studio because they're getting 100%. Sony is getting 100% of that. Right. And they're able to give those people some bonuses, maybe even hopefully, um, that go above and beyond that. And they get to direct them and tell them what to do and have more creative control and stuff like that. So I would venture to say that if you put them on the free market, that they wouldn't have fetched that much because they weren't actually bringing in that much, you know, over time. Yeah. It's interesting to think, cause I feel like, uh, insomniac, the, the value for them is in their talent. Yes. It's not like they're buying a lot of valuable IP because I think Sony already owned ratchet and clank. That's not an insomniac IP. Right. Insomniac did own sunset overdrive. Yes. Even though there's a licensing agreement with Microsoft, for the console release, but I, the details on that are a little unknown. Do they? I I thought that they. I thought for some reason that Microsoft somehow had some sort of ownership over Sunset Overdrive IP. Yeah, I've heard before. I don't know. This might be publicly known. It might not be. I've heard before that they own the uh, console rights. Okay. To, but other people have said that it's possible that yeah. Sunset Overdrive could come to PS4 in the future. I'm trying to think what else though. I'm guessing hey, if the money's there, anything's possible. Yeah. I'm guessing that Fuse was owned by EA if they made it with them. Probably. Um what's the first person shooter they just they did in PS3 era? Uh who? With the Chimera, Insomniac, made oh, the first person shooter. Um about aliens. I don't know. Oh my god. This is going to resistance. Be resistance. Yeah. I think that's Sony owned as well. So yeah. really, it's not like they're they're you know bought it for the IP. They bought it because right. they made Spider Man and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, and sold them a lot of copies. Hey, just a shout out. There are a lot of uh, developers who are not major AAA parties that fund games and recoup their investment and more. I'm sure they're still making plenty of money, but they don't own the IP. Right. Which I think for the health of studios being able to work in the future, which may mean more money comes back to you eventually. That's the way to go. That's just yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah. But I'm sure there are advantages for everyone for the publisher owning the, the IP as well. For sure. So, yeah. Somniac. Hopefully some people making uh, some big paychecks, making getting some big bonuses. And uh, I'm curious to see if we're going to see Sony buy any other studios before the launch of, of PS5. Dude, mm. Sony... Buys Minecraft back. <laughs> My, they back. Wow. They buy it. Or, or, yeah. or, or like, they're taken back what, what should have been theirs. They the buy first. it. <laughs> they put Notch in charge. Yeah, wow. right. Whoa. <laughs> At this point, yeah. that would be like... The stock tanks. The Sony riskiest. Yeah, right. <laughs> People have said this a lot, um, but I really do think they should buy Bluepoint. Bluepoint would be a clutch move. Because think of all like the remasters. Yeah, you could just have them pump out remasters, dude. Just pump out those PS One remakes, dude. Like, yeah, just seems like a yeah, not no brainer. Not remasters, remakes, because they definitely do in depth. Right. Yeah. What's the other? What's the studio that made uh, like CTR and Spyro and all that? Enox. I know that Activision owns them. Yeah. But I feel like that'd be another good get. Yeah. Because they make good games. I mean, they make good remakes. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. System Shock 3 is in trouble. Uh, the writer and director, lead pro, lead programmer, design director, and more 
have left the studio and an anonymous dev says the team is no longer employed. So this time last year, uh, Starbreeze was publishing the game. They had some financial trouble. They sold the publishing rights back to the developer. And uh, now that's the, the game is completely unknown. Wow. What's happening? This game was far along in development, too. I don't know if this made any headlines, but I, I could check my email. But I'm 99.9% sure that at that time, they also sold the rights to System Shock 1 and 2, as well as a few other titles that are old titles but popular. Mm. Um, they sold them off to someone else. So someone else owns System Shock 1 and 2 IP. Well, the the company that's remaking System Shock 1 and 2, which I, I'm so – I should have done a little more research before this. They're not – they're unrelated to um, – the developers of System Shock 3. Correct. But, yeah. yeah, this is interesting just because this is uh, Warren Spector is was heading this up. And so he can't even, you know, get the funding for for this game. Yeah. So, yeah. That means cut your losses. Yeah. Go night to Dive. Night. Yeah, your Night Dive. Right. Own System Shock. They've done a lot of weird stuff. I was looking into the Night Dive recently and um, they've done a bunch of, of random random titles. Full, the, full disclosure. I have a business relationship with Night Dive. With Night Dive. Then they're the ones doing the remake. Yes. Yeah. So, but not a relationship with um, Warren Spector. Unless company. I am unaware of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, sad to see. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Uh, That's just a quick. Will it get a Kickstarter campaign? I don't know. It might be too late if the entire dev, dev team is gone. At this point, if they can it, the dev team, they probably also are going to sell the rights. Yeah, the developer was Other Side Entertainment, and so uh, oh, they made, they've made something else recently that I know of. I yeah, can't think let of what me, it is. let me click on this and see what else they have done. Uh, okay, it's not it's not clearly telling me when I click Other Side on this website. So, but uh, yeah. Hopefully, System Shock Three. Maybe they'll be able to find a publisher and get the get the band back together. But who knows? As of right now, not good. We got some more shakeups mm-hmm. going on here. This is a big one. Over um, at the Coalition, which is the studio made to make Gears. Yeah. Which Ben, you also have a business relationship? Uh, no, no. I have a friendship, not a, relationship. a friendship. Yeah, not a business relationship. Okay, fair enough. Starting. This is Rod Ferguson. Yeah. He's the head mm-hmm. of uh, the whole company. Yeah. Basically, his job is to oversee the Gears franchise, not just what the Coalition is making. Mm-hmm. He posted a tweet. said, starting in March, I will join Blizzard to oversee the Diablo franchise. Leaving is bittersweet as I love our Gears family, the fans, and everyone at the Coalition and Xbox. Thank you. It has been an honor and privilege to work and a privilege to work with you all. So, uh... Hmm. They're losing their uh, their leader over there to go work on Diablo. Yeah, that's honestly awesome for him, though. It, it like, is awesome. And like it's awesome that, for us too. Yeah, I'm like, all right. You don't want to pass up Diablo if you get a chance, you know. That's the thing, though. I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, I mean, Diablo is huge, but yeah. so is Gears. I mean, it is. But I wonder if this is strictly a more money, follow follow the money kind of thing, mm. or if it's a I know there were some internal rumblings recently about the Gears franchise and how it should continue, if it should continue, in what mm. capacity. 
So, you know, this is all speculation, but maybe he's just like, I really don't know the future for Gears. It's not yeah. exciting to me maybe right, he could, anymore. Maybe he caught wind that it it was old yeller time. Yeah. Take yeah. him behind the shed, you know. This was an interesting way to announce this, especially because compare it to last week. We talked about Dan Hauser yeah. leaving Rockstar. And Dan, that was a put out as a what is it called? It was like a message to investors. Yeah. Strictly. That's all it was. Was it? I'm, I'm, I don't I don't know what those are called. Just business. Yeah, that's what it was. Just business saying, hey, Dan Hauser is leaving. This is his last day. That's it. This was very personal. I think it, it, it's clear they wanted to set the tone for him leaving. Yeah. And also like, yeah, make sure it was known that it was on good terms, which is pretty much what you said by setting the tone. Yeah, right. I guess the question is. This is kind of interesting. We, you know, we've talked about the gear side of it. Let's talk about the Diablo side. Oh yeah, what's going on with Diablo? I mean, we got the reveal, but to bring someone in to uh, let's see oversee the Diablo franchise at this point, yeah, is is there problems with Diablo Four? Is there you know, what what do you think's happening here? I don't know, but the the correlation I make to this is, and I know that Blizzard isn't directly developing the uh diablo mobile game mm. but you don't gears, have phones gears just had <laughs> gears just did a mobile game and they're also a triple a studio is it possible that they needed someone with mobile experience and console pc experience i don't know i mean i'm sure there's lots of those people out there but right yeah I, i'm trying to think of what what intrinsic value do they see in rod ferguson i mean he Especially at this point is what I'm wondering. It's weird that it's in this stage of Diablo. Maybe he's just good at his, maybe he's just really good at his job. Maybe he loves Diablo and they're like, Oh hell yeah, we could use right. you. And I guess let's talk about though, let's let's talk look at Gears as a franchise post Epic. Yeah. Do Ooh. we think that Ooh. the coalition has done a good job with the Gears franchise? From what perspective? That's a good question. Because from me, an earnings perspective, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, did they make money? I guess that's probably what it is for them, you yeah. know? I don't know. To me, I'm I'm so bored with Gears. Uh-huh. Me too. I thought that I played yeah. the beginning of Gears 4, and I was like, this is boring. This is the same game. Gears 5, same thought. Now they're trying. They have Gears Pops. They have a Gears Tactics game coming out. It feels like a franchise that is bankrupt on ideas. So they are trying, I mean, bankrupt on what the core of the franchise is. They're trying all these new things. It's just, it it just feels watered down. Yeah. But that is a great way to put it. Brandon feels a little watered down. Feels like uh, they're running on the fumes of the, the previous trilogy. Right. But a lot of people disagree with me. They loved gears Four. I don't know. It just feels like a cover band. Yeah. Making gears games to me. But what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I'm really excited about Diablo 4, though. Me too. Honestly, I I don't know. I just want to be there when a Diablo game comes out. Yeah. You're going to have to get a PC. Before you know then. what I mean? Like, You're like I want to be a PC. You're going to have to wait two days. There the day one. Work. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to have to wait. I feel bad for Blizzard, specifically when it comes to Diablo, because they... 
they know they have to launch right yeah. with Diablo 4 based on what happened with Diablo 3. And everything in between. They know the fans are <laughs> fickle. They want something <laughs> new and exactly the same right. at the exact same time. Yeah. And so somehow they need to to please, you know, both of those elements. And I can't imagine how difficult that must be. Yeah. That's okay. every business, though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, really. Okay. Ben. Yeah. And Brandon. But we were talking about this a little early. I guess we were all together when we were talking about this. This report comes from Business Insider, and I thought it was a little interesting. I want to read just a little bit of it. it said the PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox are due out this holiday, but both could be delayed because of the coronavirus. Okay. This holiday season, the next PlayStation and Xbox consoles are scheduled to arrive, but the PS5 and Xbox Series X, just like much of the world's consumer electronics, are being manufactured in China, and China is currently the focal point of the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. Of the more than 560 people who have died from the virus, all but two facilities have been in mainland China. Over, over 20,000 people reported as infected as of Wednesday. China's manufacturing sector, which is responsible for producing the vast majority of the world's consumer electronics, has been hit particularly hard. Foxconn, the manufacturing giant that produces the iPhone, is quarantining workers. At least one supp supply chain executive told uh, this site uh, the coronavirus situation in China could affect the planned production schedule of the next iPhone even. Just uh, – just, I know that was from last week. Yeah. Yesterday, which was Monday, uh, the death count was over a thousand in mainland China, and that says five eighty. Oh wow! So yeah, I knew this. Doubled. I was gonna say this is a yeah, little, yeah. a little older, but um, still interesting. Still interesting. Uh, almost done here. Similarly, as Microsoft and Sony ramp up production of their next gen consoles, those launches could see delays or at least constrained launch supply due to the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, then we have a quote here. The The video game sector is currently manufacturing or beginning to once in several years, a once in several years production generation change for the 2020 holiday season. A note that Jeffrey's group published this uh, published this week says if companies shut down, shutdowns exceed a month or so game schedules will be delayed. New consoles may likewise suffer supply issues from a prolonged disruption ahead of their fall 2020 planned launches. Simply put, next-gen consoles and the games being produced for those consoles may get hit with delays due to the coronavirus outbreak. Interesting. There's more to this article, but I'm going to yeah. stop there. I think that these units are already in production. Some of them are done. Really? I think so. Hmm. They're at least ordered. I mean, that's that's part of it. Definitely but, ordered. Um, so I don't think you're going to see a very long shutdown. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I hope I'm I hope I'm right because that means the virus is, you know, contained. Um but I think that you're going to start seeing some of these places open back up more quickly than some people are expecting. Yeah. And you may see it being harder to get consoles and games. Yes, I think there'll be some of them will be delayed. That's probably likely. What's But consoles, I think you'll see them still on, around the right time, but I don't think it's going to significantly change things enough. To delay the entire launch, it may just mean that they're more scarce. They're harder to get. When it says games being delayed, yeah, the discs aren't usually made in China, though. No, but there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. Like what, though? Certifications. And, mm. Yeah. 
last I heard is this week has been a more positive week based on this the state of the outbreak. Yeah. We're starting to see uh, new uh, new cases tapered down. So less pe- – there's still more people in being – In China. Yeah, in China. There's still more people being infected, but it is slowing down. The rate in which they're being infected are yeah, they're slowing just, down. They're just dying. It's also looking like <laughs> – wow. It's also looking like uh, I think this week the the like super drug that's supposed to help um, – Super drug. Yeah, fish oil, <laughs> avocado. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> acai berry. Yeah, right. Uh, the the super drug that's supposed to help treat a lot of this. Basically, not not an antidote, but you know, the uh, what's the word called? My pillow. My pillow. Vaccine. Yeah. Um, I think it's supposed to get FDA approval pretty soon, which mm. it doesn't necessarily need FDA approval for China or other countries, but it's usually the case that it gets it. Um, so. I think when that happens and they start shipping out, they've already they've already developed like a whole new test kit and everything else to if somebody comes in to find out immediately if they have the virus. Oh, that's good. Also, China built a one thousand room hospital in less than two weeks. I remember seeing that, dude. I don't think they have the same uh, zoning regulations that we do. <laughs> and even if we did, there would there would probably be some sort of like executive order from someone to let it go through. Who knows? But right. uh, it is insane. And I know that it is, you know, tearing apart the country, but th- there are good things. One, you're right. It's slowing down, at least in China. That doesn't mean around the rest of the world, it's not going to pick up for a while. Two, we see some progress on the drug front, et cetera. That should be helpful. Uh, and three, it's mostly, the deaths are mostly still in one province in China mm. or one city state or whatever they're, whatever they are. Right. Um, I'm not familiar with the lingo, but so it's mostly contained in that area. Uh, that doesn't mean everybody else is totally safe, but yeah. Yeah. Those are good things for not only humanity, but also for our video games. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's well, interesting. This we're, is... <laughs> we're so selfish. We're just over here like, oh, is our stuff going to be delayed? <laughs> yeah. People are literally dying, and I'm like l- laughing at a joke about it. But we're like, oh, I want my Animal Crossing Switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's especially interesting from the aspect of – Ben and I have been talking a lot about stock market stuff lately, and I've been looking on Reddit and stuff. And apparently, Ben, maybe you can speak to this more. The stock market has not really reacted to the outbreak. Well, really, very much. Not as what was be expected. Not as a whole. Not as a whole. But the companies that source from China directly, and that's their primary uh, means, they've been affected, but not on a huge downswing, which makes me think that the market understands that this isn't a forever thing. Like, you know, there's there's an end in sight. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. I'm curious. To me, my guess is, and this is, there was other people reporting in the past couple of days that it's unlikely at this point that these that anything is going to get delayed. So hmm. I don't think I don't. To me, it doesn't seem like it seems like it's pretty more under control now. And uh, I don't know. We might we might all get it. Tomorrow, for all I know. Right now. Yeah, let's hope not. So. My my brother-in-law, who lives in China, uh, several weeks before he came to the United States, uh, he, he just came for a visit. Now he can't get back in. They won't, they won't right. let him back in, which he's fine with. But um, came to the, And he said that several months ago, 
he and he's in near one of the provinces where it broke out. It didn't break out until they got here, so um, it wasn't like a known thing before. Right. But he thinks that he and his family had it. Damn. Uh, while they were there, and they're you know they're fine now. They're but, fine. Yeah. Um, it it really, I mean, the life threatening effects are for people who are already weak or ill or infirmed or elderly or something like that. But right. Um, and he said it was like the worst flu he'd ever had, yeah. which sounds bad, of course, but. I think that we don't have a realistic understanding of what the virus is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Ebola, like we had a few years ago. Yeah, Ebola's bad. Yeah. Oh, shit, well, that's yeah. A, that's a hot take right there. Damn. Ebola is... Fuck Ebola, honestly. Yeah. So, this is definitely not on the topic of video games, but I'm really curious about it regardless, while we're talking about it. What is going on? I saw this trending on Twitter that there was some doctor that knew about the virus and tried to warn people yeah he, and he was like silenced and now he's dead yeah because of the virus yeah well if you want to believe the media because of the virus mm. yeah yeah so was china just trying to be like no 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 we're fine we're fine yeah there's no reason you know our economy's good no no, no problems uh maybe i was talking to you earlier about the movie the big short yeah and in that movie some people saw something that was definitely there and everyone told them they were crazy that's most likely what this was. He said, this is a problem. They were all like, this is the flu. Like, or this is whatever. This is, we're used to this. Right. It was pro- I don't know. I haven't read the articles. Maybe it's exactly what you're saying. I doubt it was a cover up as much as it was people not reacting quickly enough to what he was saying. Do the shadow government. Do you see those? <laughs> it was, there is a shadow government in China. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you see that it was China that hacked uh, Equifax? Chinese I government mean, official, like, oh, Chinese military. government officials? Not official, like, it was someone in like China. Like, uh, I saw the headline the other day that was basically like Chinese military uh, tech dudes. Wow, <laughs> we're the one. I, I can't. Remember. <laughs> There's an official word I'm looking for. I can't. But oh my. Anyway, China, quit fucking with us. But also get better. We tired of it. Yeah. Get better. Let's talk about Anthem. Everyone's Let's favorite. Not. Uh, there's a video on Handsome Phantom's YouTube channel you might want to check out about Anthem, but let's go over it now anyway. There's been a blog post, and I will... Do, do you want me to read the blog post, or should we Not just... the whole thing. Okay. Let's... I'm going to skip all the stuff where they talk about how great Anthem was. Because, yeah. you know, when you... When shit's fucked up, you have to make it sound like it's not so bad. Right. Before you admit so to bad. fault. Not so bad, yeah. Uh... So this comes from uh, Casey Hudson. He is in charge over at BioWare. They talk about how Anthem, you know, they're so proud of the team. Everything's growing great. Over the last year, the team has worked hard to improve stability, performance, and general quality of life while delivering three seasons of new content and features. We also have heard your feedback that Anthem needs a more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression, and a more fulfilling endgame. So, we recognize there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require a more substantial reinvention than an update or expansion. Over the coming months, we will be focusing on a longer-term design of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. And we'll do that and to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more the first time around. Giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, 
focusing on gameplay first. The rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Let me read you this, this last sentence one more time yeah. because it's so crazy. And to do that properly, we'll be doing something we would have liked to have done more the first time around. Giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. Now, I'm no language expert, <laughs> not an expert at the English language, but this tells me they weren't focused on gameplay first the first fucking time they made the fucking game. Or they didn't have a dedicated team on it. I don't know. Or both. And I, I guarantee that went through at least three or four people before it got published. Did this get approved by Electronic Arts? The statement? Yes. Or was it approved by Bioware? I don't know. I mean, either way, it's fucking Bioware's fault right. that this game got fucked. Right. I mean... Well, not necessarily. It, probably. Probably. But EA could say, look, we fund you. We're paying your salary. Do what we say. I mean, right. That's a possibility. Yeah. Well, oh. I have a few thoughts about this. Go for it. I've talked enough. I'm optimistic and pessimistic about Anthem. First of all, I didn't like the core gameplay... It's just a game I don't like, no matter how good the game is. So I'll put that out there first, just to show my bias. But I think there's a few reasons they're reinventing this. A lot of people say, just let it die, etc. But one, a lot of people bought this game. We know that it was the eighth or ninth best-selling game in 2019. So a lot of people bought it and are still playing it. Uh, that means that there's still microtransactions going on, most likely. Uh, and there are people who want to... Maybe even buy an expansion. I don't know. Two, we know that Bioware has more games they want to put out in the future, just like most studios do. So they know that if they lose our trust on this game because they leave it to die or whatever, we're most likely not going to buy their next game. I wouldn't if I was someone who was really looking forward to Anthem and then felt, you know, like they deserted me. Uh, and three, probably they've gotten their money back on it just based on the sales numbers alone. But it's entirely possible that their stockholders are like, this is not acceptable. We need more uh, revenue out of this game. You told us this was going to make us X amount of dollars, and it didn't. Uh, so there are a lot of reasons for them to put more effort into this game. Not to mention the very satisfaction of the people who bought it. Or maybe I did mention that, but that's part of it. This is the, the one thing that really stuck out to me about what you just said about how they need to fix it. So we trust them when they release their next game. Yeah. Their last fucking game? Yeah. They fucking abandoned. Well, right. You can't. Th that's the thing. <laughs> like, if they abandon two games, I'm not giving them the third strike. Right. Yeah, this, yeah this is tough, too. I mean, they even stopped all support for Andromeda and everything so quickly after it came out. And I don't know. It is an interesting move, and I can agree with, Ben's, with what Ben says. If they didn't have any intention of fixing the first one why would somebody want to dip into the second one you know right. but i think it's also about like i don't know maybe they realize maybe just digging into what we already have will actually make us more money in the long run right I it's think... way easier to fix a game you already have built i this is just a general statement this is not specifically this game i feel like it's easier to fix a game that you already have the base of than to start from scratch right you you would assume so anyway and some people are having fun with the game as it is yeah it, exactly just like fallout 76 and, and like you said i mean it 
it sold fine. So the idea there is there's people, a lot of people that do have it and want it to be better. So why not do that? I think we need to come as a, as a, an audience, as a, you know, whatever, a people, we need to come to term with the fact that the old Bioware is dead yeah. and it's not coming back. You know, obviously we all love Knights of the Old Republic. We love what's that I've Mass Effect, it. right? It's done. It's over. Like this is the new Bioware. This is the EA Bioware. Ever since EA got involved, this is it now, yeah. and we can't expect them to be the way they were. Right. Fine. So to me, I'm just like, maybe they can salvage Anthem, but this studio has shown no. I don't have any reason to believe that they can. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll turn around Anthem completely and in two months we'll be buying it and then we'll be the suckers. But until that point, I'm, I just am not super interested. I'd rather play something else, I guess. The, here's the thing for me that I was thinking is that when Destiny was at its worst, I wanted to keep playing because the, the personality of yeah. the game, yeah. the, the art – the story, even though there was huge problems with the story. You enjoyed the core gameplay. I, Yeah, I enjoyed the core gameplay, and then I enjoyed what the game was trying to do, even if it didn't do it successfully. Right. I feel like Anthem doesn't even have that, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, maybe we, the three of us, didn't give it enough time to... And on, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's some of it, but... I mean, I played the, the beta, and I just didn't enjoy the core combat, the core play, core gameplay. Right. So I didn't give it any time after the, after the beta for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to try and force myself to like something. So. Yeah. Bioware, man, hard times for Bioware. Yeah. And it's really interesting for me, especially because I didn't really play Mass Effect the first time. Yeah. Or like ever. And then I bought Andromeda and thought it was, eh. Yeah. But even if I played Mass Effect 1, I still don't think I would really like it that much. So my interest makes sense because there's never been anything I've liked from them. Right. I mean, essentially, Andromeda was fine. It was fun while it lasted, but I didn't even play it for maybe 20 hours. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I can't shit on them too much because we have to remember that the last Dragon Age game won Game of the Year. Right. And was very well received. It just I almost don't even think about Dragon Age because I've I've never been drawn to that series. Right. I own both of them. I've never played either of them. <laughs> I bought Inquisition and played it for about an hour and a half and really didn't like it. Is this just the most tone deaf? Every Bioware, like our entire audience, yeah. we don't know is like devoted Bioware. I bought the those games in a small video game shop in Rochester, New York, while I was there on business. And I was like, I'm just going to go in here because I got two extra hours to, to kill between my next meeting. And I bought them both. And I think it was like, you know, buy one used game, get one half off or something like that. So I think I got them for like 15 bucks total. Mm. And, of course, I've never played them. And now that it's an old system, I'm certainly never going to play them. Right. So, yeah, we'll see if Bioware can turn it around, what that means for them. But... I don't know. Speaking of Kodor, are we going to get one? Most likely. There's some rumors out there. I think we are. Yeah. I think it makes sense to go back to that well. I mean, 
Yep. The rumor right now is that Star Wars as a franchise yep. is going to the Old Republic. Yeah, I think which so. to me is the best direction to go in. Right. That would make me jump like jump for joy. I'd be so pleased. Enough. I don't care about the Skywalkers anymore. Right. Okay, I've had enough. I've had enough of all the people, all the current Star Wars characters. Give me something new. You know. The Skywalkers are the pop music of of the Star Wars industry. Right. Everyone knows them. Yeah. You gotta get Dark into that Rebel. house, the house music. You know, before you're. <laughs> what about fucking Greedo, dude? Greedo, I'm sick of him. Sick of all the Star Wars. I'm sick of all them. Fuck them. What about Max? Max Rebo. Max, that's the only character I still like. <laughs> the only Star Wars character I'm, that's I'm still down with is Max Rebo. Yeah. Okay. We talked about King earlier. Yeah. Made makers of Candy Crush and a uh-huh. bunch of other shit that we don't care about, but millions of people do. Right. Earlier, it was leaked that they're working on a Crash Bandicoot mobile game. Ooh. It looks like Temple Run. It's an endless runner. Crash Bandicoot. We've seen some of the images, not of official confirmation yet. I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, actually excited about this. I yeah. feel like they could probably make a game if anyone could for a mobile right platform. Um, I think that because they're making it, I am worried that they'll really try and monetize. Oh, of course, oh, yeah. There's no other way to make a mobile game anymore. Yeah, so hardly. That's frustrating, but what are you gonna do? That's just that's literally just the market now. So two things about this. I will play this game at least a little bit simply because it's Crash Bandicoot. Right. Two, I can't confirm unless I went back and listened to all the audio, but I am ninety percent I am ninety nine percent sure that someone on this show said there would be a Crash Bandicoot mobile game based on the fact that there was a Crash Bandicoot mobile game years ago. Mm. And I am ninety ninety percent sure that it was you, Dustin. Oh. Yeah. So. I will I will take your word for it. Yeah. I am the the prediction king yeah. of this week's episode. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't remember saying it, but I'll I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: when this leaked, people were like, "Oh, this isn't what I want. I wanted a new Crash game. I want a real Crash game." It was right. leaked. Well, it wasn't supposed to even be like be happy you got anything. Well, the Crash franchise is better now than it's ever been. Sure, we just got two new console games four really that made an insane no pun intended amount of money yeah so yes they're gonna want to milk it with a mobile game of course but whoever thinks that a mobile crash game is the end game for activision (laughs) needs to just stop for a moment and think about that right just think for a second that's all i have to say about that. that's all i have to say yeah everyone just likes to boohoo yeah of course don't you guys have phones yeah, exactly. I have one more quick story that is sort of related. Activision they had their earnings call recently. Ben, did you listen to this one? I listened to the highlights. The highlights. Okay. I don't own stock, so I didn't care to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. I don't own Activision stock. Here is the one quote from it that I'd like to share with you guys. In addition, our business units will continue to tap into our portfolio of beloved IP to bring several remastered and reimagined experiences to our players in 2020 which we'll announce closer to launch Hmm. several remasters yeah let's think about activision let's Uh think about their ip crash first of all it could be ip that they've bought we don't know about too and that is a great point i've not (laughs) thought about that yeah 
But anyway, continue on yeah. your train of thought. Crash milked sufficiently. Yeah. As far as remasters. At least recently. Yes. Spyro. Uh, yeah, I can't see another Crash remaster of any of any of the other games doing well. Right. Spyro? Spyro. Uh-huh. They've only got the one, right? Well, there's three games. There's three in one. Well, but... But also, they have sufficiently milked the three games of Spyro of any consequence. Right. What else we got? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Except yeah. one. There's the chosen one. Does anyone know... Who Tony this is? Jet Moto. Your boy Tony. <laughs> is your boy Tony coming back? Jet Moto? Is that actually? I, I, oh, okay. No, I'm just saying random shit. Yeah, and Tony's been, uh, you know, I follow him on Twitter because I'm a skater boy. He's still active. I'm um, not really. Uh, yeah, he's still skating. Um, not in competitions and stuff. And he has a couple times mentioned like, oh, I've got these exciting things to share and can't wait to tell you about the new special project coming up. Right. That could be anything. It could be a new charity. It could be, a, you know, he's speaking at some event. It could be a, a, a documentary about Tony Hawk. I don't know. But with all the rumors and all the desire and Tony Hawk himself saying, I got a new project. Yeah. Go on Twitter. See if Activision and Tony Hawk follow each other. Oh. I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the question. Activision soiled the Tony Hawk franchise. Yes, they did. In many ways. <laughs> yeah. But they did recently yeah. in the last five years with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. They did what? Soiled it. They soiled it. Yeah. By just simply making that game. Yes. Is, uh, is, is the well the poisoned? Skateboard? Is it any better? Did, what? Did they try and fit, like make it? Better. I don't. I don't know of any kind of redemption arc for Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. That was just Skate. I think they had the no, no. That's EA. Which I know. No, everyone wants a new Skate. Yeah. What? Which one of the Tony Hawk games had the actual physical board? Tony Hawk Ride. Ride. That's it. Ride, not Skate. Um, I would love a a remake or a remaster. Put B Knox on it. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. But part of me in the in the back of my mind thinks that game, the hundreds and hundreds of hours I played the Tony Hawk pro skater one, two and three games. I know how it feels. I know how it works. If they make it feel better, you know, by modern standards, it's going to be way worse. I just have that fear. I don't know that that's Mm -hmm. true. It's good. I feel like it's going to be harder to capture the original feel of the jankiness of Tony Hawk pro skater than it was to, to capture Crash Bandicoot's movements. Yeah, I'm trying to look because technically this well has been sort of tapped already. And that was Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD. They already did in sort of an H. Yeah, they did a game called Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD. This was in 2012. It was an Xbox Live arcade game. And it was a high definition remake featuring classic levels from Pro Skater, Pro Skater 2, and... Pro Skater Three. Was the was the remake or a remaster? Uh, this says high definition remake okay. on Wikipedia. I mean, something tells me that a title of an amalgamation of different of different courses. The who the what? In what was what, what year was that? Twenty thirteen. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Did not sell as well as a full, true, blown out remake remaster whatever either one of tony hawk pro skater even just one would sell now yeah and i can see them doing kind of like they did with crash 
Yeah. The Tony Hawk collection. Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk, Pro Skater, one, two, three. Yeah. All in one. Hell, maybe even four. Mm. Four was good, dude. You're getting into, you're getting into bad territory there. No, no. See, here's the thing. I probably am tainted by nostalgia. I liked Underground 1 and 2. I didn't say that any of them were bad. Mm. I'm just saying you put too many games into one package. You right. have to raise the price above $40. Right. You lose 20% of your market. Yeah, I think they could probably pull off just one, two, and three. Yeah. And then they'll sell a million copies, and then demand will be there for them to probably do a second collection, right. potentially. Yeah. But yeah, the, I guess, so We are we saying we want a remake, or do we want a new game? Period. Uh, I don't want a new game. Yeah, I don't I, either. I won't play it, probably. Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be something pretty special, and I don't even know what that is, so hmm. I'm fine with whatever. Did you play THPS? Uh, I didn't really. I only played three, really, so yeah. I don't even have a ton of experience with it. I I think I played Underground a couple times at a friend's house, but... Here's the problem with this theory. Music licensing. Yeah. The game will not be the same without the same music, and I can guarantee you those people who own those licenses are not going to give them up cheap. Mm. Now, maybe Activision can fund it. I don't know. Right. There's a lot of people that are, you know, really hung up on the the music. Uh-huh. And I agree that it is important. Yeah. But I do not agree that it is essential. <sighs> I think that you could do like what if they were like, okay, we here's all the songs in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, 2 and 3. Uh-huh. These are the ones that are the most affordable. Right. And these are the ones that the fans like the most. We're going to do a compromise. It will not have every song in all three games. Right. But it will have the a collection. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like that'd be a good a good yeah, middle ground. That makes the most sense. Or honestly, I mean Yeah, I think there would be a lot of backlash, unfortunately, if the if the music was changed. It doesn't mean that much to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean the soundtrack was good, but there's also really good songs right now that I would love to play a skateboarding game to, you know? So Oh yeah. That are that weren't on that soundtrack. So I could go either way with that argument, but Right. Hey, here's a question. Yep. Do you remember Dave Mira? Oh yeah. The BMX dude. Yeah. He's dead now. Yeah, I was gonna say I was is he dead? That's what I was I gonna think say. He c- he either committed suicide or overdosed. I can't remember. Yikes. It's not important to the discussion. Oh, yeah. no. But um, the company that it was a claim, I think. Might have been. Made those games is gone now. They filed for bankruptcy. They're gone. Who got their licenses? Because if you did a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and Dave Mira Freestyle BMX Combo Pack remake. Is that disrespectful? Why? I don't know. They're using his a dead man's name. To profit. I'm sure he got... I'm sure someone will say that. I'm sure he got paid plenty for it. The, they'll probably the would give money to the estate of... But regardless, there are lots of things that we... I mean, is it this... Yeah, well, I guess there is a debate about this, but look at Star Wars and, and Carrie Fisher. True. It's, it's less offensive than that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you remember how... What if... What if they have a Tony Hawk remake in development and he and he unfor- you know he would God forbid die tomorrow? Yeah, they're not going to not release it, right? You know, do you remember? I remember during the Tony Hawk boom, there was lots of what we call extreme sports games. 
I remember there was a surfing game that was like so and so's <laughs> pro surfing. Oh shit! It was like Tony Hawk. I don't doubt. Damn. It. There was also the the BMX game that had titties in it. Like BMXXX. Oh, do you remember that? Shit. Don't remember that. I never played it, but I remember wow. seeing ads for it. And as a young child, it was very uh, titillating. Titillating mm-hmm. is a great way to put it. <laughs> but yeah, BMXXX. Look that shit well. up. Brandon's definitely looking that up. Later. Oh, yeah. Brandon's playing it right now in his I'm, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> you could like you, it was a BMX game, and you could be like a naked woman on a BMX. How bike. strange! How, how did it compl- How did that come how out? How completely strange, dude? I'm dead serious. Okay. I believe you. I'm just saying, how did it not get an AO rating? Because I don't think there was like a, a penis entering. Okay. Something. There was no sexual parts. I never it was played just, an AO game. It was just existed, nudity, so. I guess. Okay, I'm searching BMXXX on my And it iPad probably, right I mean, if it's PS1, it hey, can't be good graphics. When we were playing the PS1 when it came out, those were the best graphics in the world. Yeah, mm. I don't know, man. Let's see. I, I had the title wrong. It's BMXXX. Okay. So okay. there's total gotcha. four X's. Wow. That's how they got away with it. It's even more extreme. Well, they tricked them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Vice did a whole story called The Story of BMX XXX. I might have to read that. Okay. Do an expose. An expose. <laughs> Speaking of that, I have a, an idea for an expose that I want to run by you after this. Okay. Don't let me forget. Let that be a tease of something that may or may not ever happen. Think about <laughs> that. That's all I have for the news. All Unless right. I'm forgetting anything. Patreons at the $3,000 level can know the secret. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Did, did you start over and, and, what, and say that first word again? Did you say Patreons? Patrons. Patri- I'm cool with Patreons. Personally. I like it. Patreons. That wasn't a diss. Just wanted to see if there's a new word invented. It might have been. I feel like we were light on news, but an entire hour has gone by. Wow. Wow. Let's do dreams and shout outs. Right. Let's fucking do and it. And go home. I already am home, but or whatever. Whatever <laughs> we want to do. I'm here more than I'm at my house. So that's fine. Yeah. You know? Fuck it. Who wants Who's to go first? first? Yeah. I'll go. I'm dreaming a duty. Duty. Hey, season wanna, two dropped today, dude. Season wanna, two dropped the day of us recording this. So I was thinking I wanted to play duty today. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, about man. It. I heard there was an uh, like a 70 gig update. Yeah. So um, massive patch. Absolutely right. huge. And they they have openly acknowledged that the file size is a huge problem. Um, they're going to make it. They've said that they're going to make it. that You can uninstall parts of the game like this single player. Yeah. Which nice. is massive. So, um, and that they're going to try and work on smaller. So they know it's a problem, and they've openly made a statement about it. That's it's um, not just a problem; it's terrible. It's excessive. Since last Tuesday, when we recorded this podcast last Tuesday, and I went home to, and I was going to play Call of Duty with Brandon, I had a ninety gigabyte. And I mean, my my PS4 is like it's on frequently. There was a ninety something gig patch. Then a couple days later. And so I didn't end up playing. A couple of days later, I went to get on with Brandon again. Was that Sunday? Or I can't remember. It doesn't matter. There was another like 60 or 71. And then today, I was like, I have 20 minutes. I want to just play. Hop on. 52 gig patch. Yeah. Give me a... Do you really need 100 and... Yeah. Almost 200 gigabytes? I think that it's... a. It might be over 200 at this point. If this was just a couple of years ago... And this is after I had to download all the patches when I first bought it. You know, there's data caps are a real thing yes. for a lot of people. A lot of them, some of them, 500, 750 gigabytes. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I have 
what one or two terabytes i think you I have think the it's same one, as me it's two terabytes yeah i've got a shit ton yeah. of data now there was a time though where i was going over every month so uh, you're you're right though it is a, it is a problem they need to be considerate of these people that have data restrictions i think the low the the provider we use the lowest tier you know just like oh you just need to maybe occasionally check your email and stuff like that yeah i think it's 200 gigabytes <sighs> Yeah. So if you were a kid living in a house with parents who only wanted 200 gigabytes, right. you're not playing Call of Duty anymore. No. I would say that our local cable provider within the past year and a half has made the most popular package yeah. have they doubled it. a terabyte now, yeah. which is honestly a godsend for a lot of people. So Yeah, yeah. It was real bad for me for a while going over every single month, and there's charges right. for that. So, so you're dreaming of COD. Yeah. So I'm dreaming out? of Call of Duty. Um and I don't know, man. Shout out to Nintendo in general. I've really been um vibing with everything that they're doing recently. I like I don't know. I'm just excited about playing my Switch more, I guess, because recently for me, um I haven't been playing it as much unless it's Smash. So I'm excited for twenty twenty to be a year of uh the switch Goodness. Mm. i'm excited for a nintendo direct yeah and me too what what me this too. year holds for nintendo yeah, for, for sure. sure yeah it's going to be interesting with the dynamic of the rest of the consoles yeah. and how that's going to pan out how that's going to affect the way i play my switch because last year it ended up being like i didn't play it so much and i really want to make a push to like heavily play it because there's some really amazing things coming so yeah anyway I'll go next. And here's the thing. This might be predictable. I'm going to give a shout out. Or maybe should I call it a call out? And I will spare the audience here. But Samsung has fucked me on my TV. (laughs) And I want to inform the audience of this podcast to avoid buying. I'm going to say all Samsung products, not just TVs. I can say for sure the TVs. Where'd your LG go, by the way? It's in the corner over there. I just don't like it standing up here in this room. But yeah, the the long story short is I bought a TV three years ago that cost me over a thousand dollars. It kind of broke. There's a big red line. Samsung actually it's a thin red line. It's a thin red line. Yeah, uh, Samsung has been stringing me along because it's out of warranty. They were agreeing to fix it, and then they weren't going to fix it. And they told me it's not fixable. Then they said they were going to give me a new one, and now they aren't. And so, yeah, basically, uh, they have really strung me along here and it's super annoying and i just don't think that a thousand dollar tv should break in three years right. personally yeah. i just don't I, I understand that it's out of warranty but it shouldn't break in is three this years. the expose this is because yeah. there is a cover-up <laughs> there are hundreds if not thousands of people having this exact same problem right that is an important detail yeah that if you go to my twitter i i've posted way too many tweets about this yeah. at this point <laughs> but uh yeah there are i have a, sp- a specific tv the ks8000 there is a 15 page post in their forums about you know dozens of people having this yeah. i posted on twitter about my tv and someone that follows me said they had this tv and the same thing happened to them there's a huge fucking problem with this tv right. samsung won't do anything about and it and it's happening right after warranty exp- expiration yes yeah. well. so shout out call out samsung fuck you <laughs> and we just lose like 
I'm never fucking buying any <laughs> Samsung thing ever. And I encourage everyone to do the same. Dude, buy fucking LG. That's what I'm dreaming of is I'm looking now I'm looking at new TVs and I'm Dude. excited about OLEDs. You got mad boomer energy right now. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I walked into Best Buy after going to Chipotle two nights ago. Mm. Chipotle was delicious, Yum. of course. Went around. About six different people asked me if I needed help. Yeah. I said, no, leave me alone. I was looking at TVs. The OLED is the best looking TV at, at uh, Best Buy. Of course. Even though it's not the most expensive one. Right. Did you know that? I was like, clearly, this is the best. Yeah. And uh, see, so yeah, that's what I'm dreaming of nice. now. If I can figure out, I'm, I'm pulling together my resources, being tricky, you know, with, with nice. money. Yeah. Figuring out <laughs> what I can tricky, sell. That sounds. Find. <laughs> this is what I do that when it's like, mm, you know, I found I have all these like ones because Holly gets paid tips. And so from being a barista, of course. Uh, so I'm like. You're finding just all like, the ones and all the, the change. Underneath and, the couch cushions, you're like... like enough yeah. for no lead in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Scraping together the pennies, dude. Ben, end us out strong. You didn't do your dream. That your, is the the dream is out. the OLED. Oh, okay. All right. Because it's just it's infected my brain now at this point. So I've got two, and they are somewhat related. My sh- dream is about PAX. And we've talked about PAX so much. Hell yeah. First of all, we have a panel at PAX. I'm dreaming about that. Second of all... I am in all of my glory. You guys know that this is my time of year, uh, not just year, but before any convention or anything. I don't know. I don't like to think of myself as like I'm an organized person. I'm not a type A at all. But when it comes time to book appointments, when it comes time to get flights, when it comes time for Airbnbs, when we're planning out, you know, the subway routes in the city, it's all me. I love it. And so that is what's happening right now. And my shout out is part of that. I want to shout out and shout down PR people. Oh. I'm not naming anybody by oh, name. No. I'm not naming anybody <laughs> by company. So first I will say there are some awesome PR people out there that are responsive. They're proactive. They reach out. They respond when you reach out. They're just great. I'm talking lowest PR person on the totem pole all the way up to the top. There's great ones all around. On the flip side, there's some terrible ones. And I'm talking not just talking like, oh, they didn't give me this game I wanted. I get it. That's fine. But like if you send me an email telling me you want to book an appointment and I respond, respond to me within a week. Like that's not that hard in my opinion. Uh, especially when you're asking me to come see your game and give it promotion in order for you to make more money. Right. And then, okay, there's one PR person in particular that if you're listening, I I hope you choke on these words. Ooh. Oh, uh, my with goodness. Your ears. oh, my goodness. I just got a response from this person. And this is the same response I've gotten from them for five events now. The first time I emailed them, at a previous event, I was like six weeks out, way too early. Got a response back. Hey, it's too early. Contact me closer to the date. I contacted them closer to the date, like two weeks out maybe. Hey, sorry, it's too late. Okay, I'll adjust my schedule. So over the last like three years, I've been like hitting this person up at different points of time. To their credit, they 98% response rate. They're almost always getting back to me with the same exact responses. But So this time, I hit them in the sweet spot, 2.5 weeks out. The response I get, which this is a little off of previous years, but is, hey, sorry, we're not booking appointments yet. I'll reach out closer to the events. First of all, they took like four days. We're less than two weeks out. I guarantee you've started booking things. 
Why are we not? I get it. If you don't want us there, just tell me that and I'll stop bothering you. Right. But so the, the thing that's irksome to me is I sent him a little earlier, just a little earlier, too early. I sent him just a little later, too late. I sent him right in the middle, the exact right time. Dude. Nothing. Goldilocks. And it's like, yeah. your job is to promote this game. Maybe right. you don't want me there. I'm not asking for special treatment. Can I just walk up and sniff the game? Right. Oh. Sorry. Wow. I get carried away. Dude, it's For me, it's not about, I don't think I deserve, we deserve anything different than anybody else. Matter of fact, there are definitely sites that deserve more than we deserve right. based on their coverage abilities. I don't think that uh, this person owes me anything. I'm not being ungrateful. I'm happy they're there. But it is literally your job to book people to to view your games. And if you don't want to book me, I understand. But quit stringing me along. Right. Quit being Samsung to me. Dude, that's the thing is, man, you've already said this. There are many PR that we love. Yes. We there's love, so many great fact, ones. Yeah. There's some I consider friends. Of course. Yeah. Like specifically, Chris Souza, our good friend. Yeah. Well, he is our friend. He but is he's our also friend. A PR he is yeah. also a PR. Yeah. But yeah, there are people that we have more business than friendship. Right. Yes. And they're great. Yeah. And we are a small site. We're, again, not owed anything. Right. We can't stand being strung along. Right. Give us a yes. Give us a no. And even we're okay with maybe. Right. It's just like this, like, you know. Let you know, and then they never get back. It is not. I'm not entering a spend zone. If you don't want me, tell me. That's right. If you do want me, tell me. Right. If you don't know yet, if you can accommodate me, tell me. Right. If you know that you can't or won't or don't want to, and you tell me, I'll get back to you, and you never do. Right. On your three-year track record, I don't have any time for it. Yeah, that sucks. And here's the thing. Okay, so talking about there, I probably corresponded with 20 different PR people today. Yeah. 19 of them were phenomenal. Right. And this one makes me mad. So really, I'm trying not, I'm not trying to be negative. It's just that. Why? <laughs> That's my question. Why? Yeah, it it is interesting. And this is inside baseball. I know people actually usually like to hear this. It's it can be interesting, especially on the small site level, because we'll do coverage for people. Yeah. Some of it does horrible. Right. Some of it Numbers does wise. amazingly. Sometimes we can be the number one searched video for a game yeah. on YouTube. And then when we request a code, we get denied. Right. Which again, we're not owed anything. That's fine if you don't want to send us your game. But to me, looking at it, it kind of looks like you're doing a poor job. Yeah. That's just, just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Have we, have we've, we've maybe reached the and threshold it's not a, it's of not, complaining. Just one more thing. <laughs> it's not a matter of them being unaware because every request I send for anything, and not that we get denied for many games we request. I mean, we really don't. Right. Um, but when I, every request I submit, 99%, unless I really know the person, I'll submit and I, include previous pieces of coverage i include <laughs> this is how anal i am about this maybe i am type a i don't know i include timestamps for our podcast where we've discussed the game mm. in question yeah i d- i point to videos i point to written articles i yeah. point to tweets where we've mentioned them if they've won a game of the show or something like that and most of them are very i mean they're very thankful for that because i am positive in this industry they're not getting that yeah. So I am happy that we are able to do that, that I'm able to do that for those people um, and make their job easier. Right. Then there's other ones that are just like, you know, hey, we'd like a copy of X game for Nintendo Switch North America. And they'll respond back. Great. 
would you like Switch or P- PS4? And I'm like, okay, I already said that, but whatever. And I'm like, oh, Switch for North America. They're like, great, fill out this form. And you know what the form asked me? What's your name? What <laughs> what region are you in? Yeah. And what what console would you like? And I'm like, I just send me that in the first place. Anyway, right. okay, well, I'm done complaining. Yeah. There are so many more good ones than bad ones. I'm I'm not saying that. But again, just I try to be respectful to everybody. Even if you tell me no, go eat dirt, say it with a thank you at the end of your email. You know, yeah. like I'd rather have a clear no. Yeah. Than, I'm happy uh, with it. Than everything being cloudy. Right. So And that was so that was your dream. And you shout out. Okay. I'm my just shout quick. out and shout right. down. Yeah. Was it a bad dream? No, yeah. my dream was no. good. It's about I was just packed. making oh, sure yeah. that we cleared through both of them. Gotcha. I, I didn't distinct them both in my mind initially. Yeah. Yep. So that's it for this podcast. Wow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We got one more normal show next week, and then we'll have a special PAX show. We may have two normal shows. Two normal shows? Oh, yeah, you're right. We will have two normal shows, and then I'm sure we'll do something for PAX as well. And then eventually our PAX panel audio will be on here, too, on this feed. That'll be pretty dang cool. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure to go to handsomephantom.com and also check out our Patreon. And uh, if you don't want to support us on Patreon, you can use our Amazon affiliate link. You can go buy a Samsung TV on yeah. Amazon. Handsomephantom.com <laughs> slash Amazon. And uh, that's it. So well, thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye. Handsome Phantom and the HP Podcasts are fan-funded at patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Garrett Morlang, Jared Cavaliero, Ben, and Jason Cannon.